I feel like I've already given you an incredible gift here in Northwest Ohio. Oh, yeah? What is that? I've shared my barber with you. Oh, man. I I think there's something in the Bible about not doing that. Sharing Um, a barber? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's in the back. I remember when you and I had lunch... Like right after you were announced, we went mm. we went to lunch and we walked past the barber shop and I said, "If you need a barber, I can tell you where to go." Yeah. And now I feel like we're bonded because we get our hair cut at the same place. Welcome back to the 23 Podcast. Michael here with Father Jeff, episode two. Woohoo! Hey, I can't believe I, I forgot to mention this last week. We, we have a new theme song. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we have a new pastor, new podcast. We started over with the episode numbers. I thought we needed a new song because, mm-hmm. you know, music makes the world go round. Do you want to know the name of that track? I'd love to. It's called Soul Shaker. Ooh, Soul but Shaker. Isn't that do you, does your soul feel like it's been shaken? You know, I was wondering what that feeling was. <laughs> it just builds up inside of me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's called Soul Shaker. So I I had narrowed down the theme song to three possible um contenders. Mm-hmm. There was Soul Shaker. There there was one called The Unstoppable Sax. Uh, we won't play that one. And then there was one called Future Summer. Boring title, but it was mm-hmm. kind of fun. Uh, and I had my kids help decide which song, and this was the one. Although Audrey was a very strong um, vote for the Unstoppable Sax, hmm. but we we vetoed that, yeah. and Soul Shaker won. Yeah. So you, you didn't dose any of your kids before they decided? <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I'm going to be in trouble for bringing that up last week. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I do not drug my children. I just give them a little Dramamine when out on the ocean. And I wish I had an it- audio bite of her going, gave me the sleepy pill <laughs> and maybe i need to remember that more than just you and i are going to hear this conversation oh yeah that that is an important <laughs> thing with the podcast father it's just two of us sitting here but there's at least six people that listen yeah. so we have to make sure that we don't offend them in any sort of way right or call us to child services or <laughs> right things yeah. like that well if i'm not here next week you know it's been a good run but didn't last very long i don't know if two is a good run it's it's a pair like turtle doves yeah. in the 12 days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. All right. So here we are. We are in the middle of August. I mean, this summer, you know, I said, I said, I'm not going to let, I just want to soak in summer because so much has happened over the last few weeks. And here we are like school, the beginning of the school year is breathing down our necks as a parent. Do you remember that Staples? I think it was a Staples commercial where the guy, the dad was like skipping through the store with his shopping cart while uh, Andy Williams was singing "It's the most wonderful time." Right. And he's getting like pencils and notebooks and crayons, and the kids are like crying behind him. I do feel that. I I can't wait to see my children get on the bus and sail off into the sunset on their first day of school. What's interesting, I've been asking you know, kids in the parish, you know, on a scale of one to ten, how ready are you for the school year to start? Yeah, and some of them say ten. Right. And some of them say negative uh, four. Right. <laughs> Depends on the age. Yeah. My kids are v- very much in, you know, they're excited about going back to school. We'll have a second grader and a fourth grader this year. Nice. And this will actually be the last time they're in the same building until high school. Oh. 
which I can't even I can't even begin to like process the emotional toll that it's going to take on me. So I'm just going to focus on second grade and fourth That's grade. Right. One day at a time, man. One, one, and you'll you'll help me get through it. There you go. Right. Uh, so yeah, good good things are happening. You know, parish is just uh, cruising into the beginning of the year. We already had Father Jeff's installation mass last weekend. And this weekend, we'll be celebrating the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time. You know, this is a cool time of year at John the 23rd because we're approaching, uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend on the 21st, uh, will be the anniversary of the first Sunday Mass at Perrysburg High School. So this is always a kind of a cool time of year here that we are thinking about the beginnings of the parish that very first summer. Uh, even though the parish was established on July 1st, there wasn't officially a Sunday morning Mass until towards the end of August. So it's kind of a neat time of year to think about you know, all that's taken place as we embark on this next school year. Yeah, it, it really is absolutely amazing in 17 years what, uh, what's, what's, what's happened here with this community and the, the facility and just everything. I mean, literally just ha- amazing. having a building. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know I, I always laugh at like, because we would take literally everything to the high school on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. Well, you you were there as an assisting deacon. You That's remember right. those? Da- I loved that story in your first homily, by the way. That yeah, was, that was great. Um, and now we just show up on Sunday and we turn on the lights and the sound system, and it's yeah. go time. Yeah, it's it's complicated though to turn on the sound system. <laughs> it it is a tad more complicated than most churches. However, you I I felt like you learned it quickly. Yeah, well, I turned it on for a uh, wedding rehearsal I had a couple weeks ago. So and it um, didn't catch on fire. No, uh, I don't think I broke it. Great, and I think I turned <laughs> it, it all still, off appropriately. It was still working when I got here on oh, well, the following go. weekend. So I tried to be a really good teacher for you. I just yeah. Although I had a session with the servers a couple uh, weeks ago or so, and um, the sun was coming through, you know, there about oh, like, yeah. the tabernacle. Yeah. Uh, and after the fact, I was like, oh, I probably could have like put this the shades down. Sure, you know. But I just, I'm not used to It's a to very that. powerful feeling when you press one little button and you get to watch all those curtains just descend. Yes. Have you been in the church yet? You were talking a couple of weeks ago about the sunsets on your patio. Mm-hmm. Have you been in the church yet for a sunset in the church when the I have. I think, um, I don't know, maybe a month or so ago, I stopped by the church. It was getting to be nine o'clock-ish. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the sun was sort of setting behind it and... Um, of course, you try to take a picture on your phone; it doesn't Never do justice. Right. But the church was kind of dark, but the blue lights were oh, sure. were there. Um, but then through the windows, you could see a sunset, and it was it was it was really striking. Yeah, it's it's a really cool kind of effect that you get facing this western direction in the evenings with that clear glass. So you just get to see the the yeah. sunset. It's sometimes too, like during Saturday masses on Saturday evenings, you'll get not that I would ever not be paying attention to your homily, right? Uh, but sometimes you get really cool sunsets for right. for evening mass too, so that's kind of fun. All right, so let's get into the gospel reading for this week. As I said, we are on the twentieth Sunday in Ordinary Time, still working through the Gospel of Luke and the same chapter as last week, chapter twelve. We're just kind of moving a little bit farther into it. We're starting at verse forty nine. So this is right after the passage we heard last Sunday about Jesus telling us to be watchful and to be people of action um, as we're awaiting his uh, his return. And so here in verse 49, he starts, Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire and how I wish it were already blazing. 
There is a baptism with which I must be baptized. And how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother, a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. This can be a hard reading for people to hear. Yeah. Um, I find that, that people pick this a lot for weddings. Do No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still working on your comedic timing. Because last, last week I took a beating on the beatings. So. Yeah, that probably wasn't either of our best moments. <laughs> they pick this a lot for weddings. That's great. Uh, I was like, I've never heard this at a wedding before. Right. No. Uh, which is, can, can you imagine, though, like <laughs> people just start staring down at each other while the gospel is being read? Yeah, but it, it is uh, it is intense. Um, but basically, it's, it's the fact that when Jesus came to bring all that he gave us to bring, you know, which includes his his love and his his peace and uh, just the the life that he looks to bring us to make us into a new creation mm-hmm. uh, to really just take over our lives and and transform them and just bring us to to himself um that some people said yeah no thanks right. you know and even back then i mean obviously he was crucified so not everyone accepted him uh in his <laughs> message back right. when we, he we was, know the uh, end of the story yeah um which is always important to keep in mind um and so his, um, yeah, his uh, his message, you know, has has brought division. Mm-hmm. You know, even in in our relationships, you know, we can't be neutral with Jesus. You know, it's if he is who he says he is, then it's either got to be like an all in, um, or or it's not. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to there really is no middle ground. You know, we see that throughout the scriptures, or even just two thousand years of of spiritual writing and. And things like that, mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, he's calling us to something radical, you know. Do you think in some ways, you know, in our our 2022 lens, that we often try to see church more as a place to feel good, right? Like, oh, I'm going to go to church because it will make me, it's about me feeling a certain way, right? Like, church makes me feel good, you know. The, the people make me happy. The homily inspires me. The music I can tolerate. Whatever it may be. I think it's the other way around. But yeah. But do you think that's sometimes the expectation versus exactly what you said before that sometimes it's not about what you feel or necessarily feeling mm-hmm. good. It's about being challenged to live life in a radical way. And when the person that we revere is literally hanging on a cross yeah. in the front of the church. We have a very small crucifix here. I don't know yeah. if you've noticed it yet or not. Yeah. Uh, very understated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's hard to sometimes equate the two, right? And so I think sometimes we're, we're looking for for something that maybe that church isn't always, it's not what it's meant to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I hear a lot that people go to church and does make them feel good. Um, but I wonder sometimes if that if that good feeling isn't, also, sometimes when they're when they're challenged, hmm. um, we recognize that we're made for more. That um, 
God is calling us to something that we could never do on our own or be on our own. And so even when there's a, a convicting message that I think it can make us feel good in the sense that we know that that the God of all has something in store for us, mm. you know? And so it's not just sort of sort of checking this this box. You know, sometimes you hear about people wanting to come to church and be entertained. Um, and I don't know if that's actually the case. Yeah. You know, even when the music is, you know, a little a little different than, than maybe people grew up with their traditional, you know, sounding or whatever, I really don't think it's about being entertained. I think it's about um, just being moved, you know? Yeah, I would say one of the things that I hear time and again about the more modern music is that it it does it sometimes challenges the heart a bit more right like it draws you in in a way that allows you to to enter into maybe more dynamic prayer or worship rather than just singing a a trinitarian doctrine about who god is right um and so in that way i think it can move the heart for sure I think it's important to put this in the context of what's at the beginning of our our gospel, a passage today when Jesus says, I've come to set the earth on fire and how I wish it were already blazing. Um, you know, St. Catherine of Siena, one of her like famous quotes is, be the person who God made you to be and you will set the world on fire. Mm. Um, and even like St. Ignatius would tell his missionaries, like, like St. Francis Xavier, like, go set the world on fire. You know, the world is meant to be on fire with the uh, with the love of God yeah. and with the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, when Jesus talk about there's this baptism with which I must be baptized and great is my anguish until it's accomplished. It's it's that ultimate act of His love for us, which is pouring out His life for us on the cross, and that's just you know He desires us to be filled with that with that love. You know, as we talked earlier, some people can not accept that gift and we have the freedom to choose that but um yeah the world is meant to be be on fire with with god's life and and god's love mm-hmm. i i always wonder what a, what would a world look like where we really lived out in a radical way the mission of what we are called to do uh you know matthew kelly i'm sure you you oh you probably don't know him personally um we stopped exchanging Christmas cards a few years ago. <laughs> Did you? So for those of you listening, Matthew Kelly is a Catholic author, speaker. I'm sure actually probably many of you have read his books. They're usually pretty quick reads, but have a couple good nuggets in them. And uh, he talks about like, you know, his his image of the Catholic Church is like we're a sleeping giant, right? Like generally only a small percentage of Catholics are, are the ones doing the active work in the parishes and, and the ministry ministries he said what would it look like you know what would it look like if just two percent more of the the church would step up in a radical way Um, or what if you know we had 20 percent of the church stepping up in a radical way and i love that image of the sleeping giant because Mm -hmm. we truly could set the world on fire um if we all played a small part in what we're supposed to do yeah and with the with that proper spirit of just knowing just how how much we want to share Jesus with those around us yeah. and have his his life come to bear in our world um could we even see Jesus desire for that in our in our passage today mm-hmm. you know it's it's um it's not a well you know it'd be kind of nice if like he wants to 
to set the world on fire with his love, you yeah. know, and we even see his, just how much that means to him, you know, and I think it's how much that means to him even today. You, we talked last week in the last episode a little bit about, you know, you growing up in South Toledo and in seminary and all of that. When did you start to feel that call in your life, you know, where Jesus was tugging at your heart saying, I want you yeah. to help me set the world on fire? Yeah. Um, active in yeah, the church youth group. Um, I made a retreat called a tech retreat, the teens encounter Christ that, that I know you made and a lot of people have made. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was a transformational moment, you know, and my faith became my own. And I, you know, I told Jesus, um, you know, Jesus, whatever you want me to do, you know, I'm going to do, hmm. you know, that was sort of the drop the net moment. You know, not that I was, you know, all this holy person right after that, but it was that drop the net moment. Um, and if I mentioned last time, I got into a pre-med program, so I thought I was going to be a doctor. And I was like, oh, God, that's a pretty good calling. I can do that's that. awesome. Um, but then um, it, w- it didn't work out and woke up one morning you know, during that, that first year of college and with the this idea of seminary, which was just in my mind. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, dang, I told Jesus I'd do whatever he wanted. Um, <laughs> Me and my big mouth. Um, but trusting in that. Um, I didn't, you know, rush into seminary right away. You know, I wanted to, you know, make sure it wasn't just a way of getting out of chemistry, you know? <laughs> and so, but I think, I think even the the fire, I guess, just came later, even in more sort of recent years, just with experiences I had at Damascus through encounter ministries, just um, people I've gotten to know in my last parish, hmm. that there is a need for, for this, for the world to be, for a new Pentecost, basically. And I think that's, you know, there's references to that with what Jesus is is saying, that um, we need a Holy Spirit to um, come upon us again, uh, and we'd be immersed in the life of the Holy Spirit in a new way. Um, and so, even more recently, have have even though I'd already been a priest for a number of years, felt yeah. that call to to help with this um, mission, and uh, that's what the whole church is called uh, to do. Sure. And you never, you never truly know when something you say or something you do will inspire or be a, a God moment for someone else. I just had a couple of weeks ago someone share with me quickly after Mass uh, that I had seen them on Pentecost. And I just very quickly said to them, hey, happy Pentecost. And uh, for this particular person, I think it was one of the first times they had been back to church in a very long time because of the pandemic and whatever reason. Uh, and they said that that phrase that I said to them, they just started like meditating on the Holy Spirit. And what does it mean? It, what it, What is Pentecost, right? What is the coming of the Holy Spirit? And they explained this beautiful image to me of um, they were just like calling on the Holy Spirit in their prayer and what yeah. they were doing. Uh, and they said to me, you'd be amazed at how you can see the world when you're seeing it through the lens of the Holy Spirit and, and calling that into your life. That's something I've been trying to get myself into more and more over the last, you know, couple, three, whatever years is, is being more intentional, even throughout the day, within interactions, just come Holy Spirit. You know, it's such a powerful three-word prayer. Yeah. Um, I love what mentioned Matthew Kelly I like what he wrote once in one of his books. He said, what did the apostles do before Pentecost? Not much. What, what did they do after Pentecost? They changed the world. Yeah, wow. They put their foot in their mouth a lot pre-Pentecost. Right. They were just like a bunch of bros. 
Yeah, and I, but I think that shows what the transformation of the Holy Spirit can do for us in our life. Yeah. It's to bring us, you know, well, as he would say, the best version of ourself. And, you know, too, back to this image in the gospel reading, what is one of the primary symbols of the Holy Spirit? Fire, right? Yeah. You know, I've come to set the earth on fire and how I wish it were already blazing. So maybe in our own uh, prayer this week, we can better focus on how we can set fires. <laughs> this is a weird phrase to say. Yeah. How we can set fire on to those around us. Uh, but really to think about how can we as a parish community uh, in, wor- in work, in school, wherever we may be, how can we be bringing Holy Spirit and the light of Christ to those that are around us? Yeah, let's pray for that. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, enkindle, re-enkindle them, the fire of your love, send forth your Spirit, and you shall be cre- we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Help us, God, to know the renewal that you uh, want to have happen in your world. We know that you uh, you want your world back because it belongs to you and every uh, person you have made, you desire to have a relationship with, and that you've made your church to be the instrument of that. So give us um, a re-stirring up of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that we may be peoples of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, uh, faithfulness, generosity, goodness, and kindness in our lives. Um, Set us on fire again with your love and help us to spread that love to the world. God, we love you. We thank you for your love for us. Sustain us this day and each day in that love, in the Holy Spirit, and through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Did you just rattle off all the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Um, I think I got most of them. I'm very impressed by you. Yeah. That was, you know, I was impressed with you prior to you coming here. But now that sealed the deal. Now that I actually know that. Right. <laughs> now that now that I know that you can do that. There was once in a confirmation uh, homily I did. I rattled them off, and all the kids were like, "Whoa!" Like they're the ones who were supposed to know that. I'm like, "Oh, he." Someone else actually like, supposed like knows these. When it's the, not just a list we're supposed to memorize. When the bishop asks during the homily, they phone a friend. Uh, can we ask Father Jeff, please? All right, friends. Thanks so much for joining us this week on the Twenty Three Podcast. We'll see you at Mass this weekend, Father Jeff. Always good to spend time with you. Likewise. Let's, God bless you, everybody. Let's do it again next week. Mm-hmm. Oh,